0: It is Friday, January 5th. Today, it's finally here. Google starts turning cookies off. Also, the secret to reaching Gen Z might be simpler than you think. X's metrics aren't as good as they think they are. And Andrew Foxwell on the future of TikTok's increasingly expensive commerce platform. I'm Todd Maffin. That's ahead. Today, digital marketing. Every Friday, we check in with our meta ads correspondent, Andrew Foxwell. Andrew has visibility into $300 million in meta ad spend through his Slack community called Foxwell Founders. Hello, Andrew. Happy New Year.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Glad to be here.
0: So we covered this uh, a little while ago. TikTok shops are increasing their fees to marketers um up to eight percent can you walk us through that and what you think the impact of that will be and let's talk about meta afterwards
1: yeah i mean tiktok shops had a decent adoption in in uh, q4 of 23 and as uh, q3 and q4 of 23 um and it was getting a lot of adoption because they weren't charging any fees so um that was a huge part of it that made it helpful for folks to give it a shot um and so of course Meta hasn't instilled any fees yet to do this right with Meta Shops and I think has continued the adoption and obviously made the default now when you create a campaign that it'll send it to your website or shop depending on what Meta chooses. The big thing with TikTok is, you know, I knew that they were going to be stupid about this. I just had this really big f- feeling, but they had, they announced two people that have shops set up that they're going to have a a uh, 2% uh, up to 8% yeah. plus 30 cents in order charge. Um, so it's going to be the transition rate is going to be 6%, and then it'll be going up to 8%. Um, so if you're utilizing TikTok shops and you didn't see this, it's important to know. I think that that really does affect a lot of margins for folks. So yeah. something to be aware of. Um, you know, I had heard anecdotally that the TikTok shops team was only six people actually working on this in California. So I don't really know if you're building your strategies for 24, What if, if TikTok shops is a place I would go to, you know, to really... Build that, to feel confident in it, unless you have already been seeing decent results in it and you can eat those fees and you feel like, yeah, that's something I want to continue to try to invest in. Um, I think it's a tough place to get started. And is that 8% on top of like Stripe's fees
0: and whatever payment processor you're using?
1: Yeah, it basically just says uh 8% it goes up to 8%. Uh so it it would be on top of whatever else you're you're paying, yeah.
0: And I wonder if it's being sent through Google or Apple if their 30% is also going to be part of that, you know, or or on top of that.
1: This is a this is it wouldn't be through that. It would just be okay. directly through TikTok that they're going to be charging for any sort of transaction or or any sort of uh, revenue that comes through it. So um, you know, you you will if you've seen if you've seen results with it and you have the margins i don't think there's any reason to 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 change other than to know that it's going to incur this other cost again if it's brand new and you're thinking about it i just don't think that you're building that on a solid foundation so something to be aware of moving it to 24
0: what we're talking about of course is is the direct purchase through the app um kind of process that meta's had for a while meta shops they have for i mean really since they launched it sort of waived their fee is it still zero percent are they charging now where where do you see that going uh this year
1: yeah i think that it's still zero percent it is still zero percent i don't think they're going to change that at this point in time the reason i don't think they're going to change this is because the signal that users give to meta by doing using shops is really important Um, You know, certainly the signal basically is now uh, my signal. I mean, like the things that it's sending back to Meta to continue to serve more relevant ads. The signal is basically um, Cappy, which is on your website, and then it shops is a big part of it. So if somebody clicks on it and clicks around, you know, um, and looks at a product, it will uh, be able to give you that. And I actually saw something the other day. I was looking at a product um, and I got a notification that had a little shop thing in it in my Instagram that actually said, like, continue shopping on these particular shirts because um, I had looked at it. So there's going to be more of that connection. And I think that in 24, meta Shops will continue to get better. And it's going to be, you know, utilizing product tagging even more effectively. It's probably going to be utilizing, obviously, AI in some way. So I could see if you're... Looking at one product, it would automatically potentially show you other things. Obviously, within the new, with within your feed or within stories from that, but it could also, um, you know, allow you to try certain sizes on of different products and show different product, you know, show to, show different competitors of that particular product because they want to obviously bring about as much choice as possible. So, I think. Yeah, if you haven't tried shop, I mean, most of you probably tried shops. If you haven't tuned that up and gotten your shop in order, that's going to be definitely a big thing for 24 for Meta for sure. And I do think that's a good place to keep testing. Uh, before I let you go for the week, um, you know, our
0: agency, we handle engagement moderation for medium to large size brands. So we're monitoring their Facebook messages among a million other channels. And we're getting like dozens a day of these um, – your page has committed some copyright fraud and you must click this link. Uh, and of course it's, it's fake. It's hacking. Are you seeing an increase in these messages as well or are we just unlucky?
1: No, honestly, there's been a ton of increase in hacking. And I think that a lot of it is, um, you know, there, there's due to a bunch of different factors. One of them is that there's, there's still too many apps that people have connected through their accounts on Facebook. So, you know, if you're not, and you haven't gone in and checked about what apps are connected. That's one thing. The next thing is that you've got to turn on two-factor authentication. And especially in your business through your business manager, if you've added an employee, Jenny Smith, that years ago worked on your social media and you have not taken her out, you have to remove these folks because um, you know, we've had a massive influx, like probably at least 15 folks out of the 550 in our membership in Q4 that like either lost an account entirely or it really upset the spending because somebody got hacked and then a person went in and spent 125 grand on pornographic ads or something right like it's it's really been bad and i think it's because the hackers know about more vulnerabilities than than they used to and there's also People do, you know, it is the a place that people spend the most money, and I think it's uh it's easier to hack than Google, honestly, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of these dead accounts that are out there that people get into. So, uh, make sure to keep that in in check, and make sure you have, you know, who's like who's on the account, what they're doing, why they're there, um, and then make sure that everybody that's on your account has two factor authentication set up. You know, or in the case of uh, Todd, you're the one that told me about using, you know, a key or something that allows a different way to entry uh, enter into the accounts and keep things secure, the better off you're going to be. So, yeah, it's been a major issue, and that's definitely a focus for, for making sure if you're going to spend in 24 that you keep those things up. So, yeah, even with all the permissions, you can still get hacking links, and you have to kind of teach your staff, obviously, what to click and what not to click. Definitely. All right, Andrew, thank you. See you next week. Thanks. Andrew
0: Foxwell is our meta ads correspondent. You can learn more about Andrew's digital ads training at b.link slash Foxwell or his Slack community of senior meta ad buyers at b.link slash founders. Both of those are affiliate links, and you can find those links in our show notes. We've been telling you about this for months, God, years, but now it's finally here. Third party cookies in Google's Chrome browser are gone though only for about 1% of the user base as of now. Still, that's about 30 million people that advertisers will now lose some tracking data on. As marketers, we live in a weird state. The business half of our head realizes that this is going to make our job harder, though you'd have to have had your head in the sand to not see this overall industry trend. But we're also consumers, and for that side, this increased privacy is good news. It's not like advertisers will have no data on people using Chrome. For those one percenters, Google is dropping them into their new interests grouping system, which has received lukewarm reception from the marketing industry. Quoting socialmediatoday.com, quote, The impact of Google removing tracking cookies will be significant, with cookies traditionally providing key insights that help power the Internet's targeted ad system. Google's replacement will instead see users categorized into topic listings in an anonymized way, so brands will still be able to show their ads to subsets of users, but they won't be able to use granular targeting based on the specifics of what people have engaged with across different websites, which will likely lead to worse performing campaigns, meaning less money for web publishers and a lesser web experience overall for users via more generalized ads. At the same time, it'll also increase the costs of ad targeting for many businesses, unquote. Of course, the real marketing G's know that the solution to all of this is to invest in your own first-party data. Email lists, SMS marketing, CRMs where you own the relationship directly. Google says by the end of this year, it expects to fully remove third-party cookies for all its users. Almost 60% of people in Gen Z have made a social commerce purchase in the past year. This according to new data from eMarketer. A big portion of those purchases influenced by TikTok and Instagram shopping discovery. EMarketer study also found they're not as afraid of AI as older generations. More than 60% have positive attitudes toward AI-generated content on social media. They report it as a tool to simplify their lives, editing essays, checking code, planning, travel, itineraries, and so on. Not surprisingly, Gen Zers, aged 18 to 24, spend more time on Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat than any other group. So, oh, if you're writing marketing copy for that generation, what do you focus on? According to eMarketer, gaming. Quote, nearly 71% of Gen Zers are digital gamers, and they're likely to spend three to six hours gaming each week. This is one of the few digital arenas where Gen Z beats millennials, not only in penetration, but also in size by nearly a million users, according to our forecast. This lead is likely to change though, as Gen Zers lose free time as they age. Unquote. I feel you kids. High end B2B sales don't happen through generic AI generated content. Want to sell a $20 shirt with a random Instagram post? Go for it. But to sell a $20,000 business service, you need a longer on-ramp. Social media is great for connecting and networking, but long-term evergreen website content is your paved path to high-end B2B sales. Whether your business makes $100,000 a year or 100 million. The second edition of Pamela Wilson's Master Content Books share her proven frameworks for crafting long-term evergreen content consistently plus the second editions which you'll find at mastercontentbooks.com cover the practical ethical use of ai tools to help your marketing team create better content faster if you're ready to increase your website content roi in 2024 buy and read pamela's newly updated master content books at mastercontentbooks.com x the platform formerly known as brand Safe, may have accidentally revealed user metrics that make them look, well, a little less impressive than they might think. And by they, I mean Elon Musk. X's owner yesterday tweeting, quote, This platform is seeing incredible usage growth, unquote, and then showed a chart of total user seconds, which, if that metric doesn't sound familiar, that's because literally nobody else uses it, but whatever the table appears to show the platform's growth rate spiking. But Andrew Hutchinson at socialmediatoday.com put those numbers into an advanced processing model known as basic math and figured out that actually it shows the opposite. Quote, In terms of total user seconds, X's average over the last week is 360 billion seconds per day. That's the whole time that users spent in the app, which on the face of it is an incredible amount of time. But breaking that down, 360 billion user seconds equates to 6 billion total minutes per day. X claims to have 253 million daily active users at last check, so if you divide the total minutes by the total users, that's an average of 24 minutes per day spent per user in the app every day. Which is not close to what X reported back in October when it said the users were spending an average of 32 minutes per day in the app and lower than what the former Twitter team was reportedly seeing at 30 minutes per day per user. So while the top line numbers look impressive at many billions of seconds, the actual time spent per user is seemingly declining, not increasing as Musk claims. Unquote. For some reason, I am an authorized contributor to X's community notes, the crowdsourced fact checking system. One note there adds, quote, Elon compares the week of December 27th with the week of December 20th. Social media traffic is low on public holidays. This growth is likely a return to normal after a Christmas drop, unquote. As of the time of our deadline, that correction had not been published to the public site. TikTok this week published its content planning guide for 2024 and has taken a slightly different tack this time around by focusing on specific events that can enhance your ad campaign's impact. They've included chapters for major regions like North America, Europe, and the Middle East. But it's more than just a list of dates. It integrates key events with additional tips on using TikTok's various ad tools. There are insights on each date period, suggestions on how to integrate the events with marketing campaigns. An added bonus is the campaign planner template. A link to the guide is in today's newsletter, which is free, and you can sign up to it at todayindigital.com slash newsletter or by tapping the link in the show notes. Hey, Black Friday is still on here. No, I'm kidding. Boxing Day week? Boxing Day quarter? Anyway. All that to say that for the next seven days and seven days only, our ads are on sale. And if you want to drop an ad into the podcast or into our newsletter, go to todayindigital.com slash ads. You can book it right online or just tap the link in the show notes. It'll take you there as well. That will do it for the week. Today in Digital Marketing is produced by Engage Q Digital on the traditional territories of the Tsunami First Nation on Vancouver Island. Our production coordinator is Sarah Guild. Our theme is by Mark Blevis, music licensing, source audio, ad coordination by Red Circle. I'm Todd Maffin. Thanks for listening. See you next week.